0: You must be at least 18 years of age to listen to the following podcast. I am Robert Black, and you are listening to Sexual Heroes. Nick Straisner is a popular adult content creator, ranking among the top 1% on OnlyFans, overcoming the stigma that often comes with sex work, he's making a name for himself as a circuit party DJ, a task made even more challenging by a global pandemic. Welcome, Nick Straisner. Thank you very much for being on Sexual Heroes today. Hey, I'm happy to be here. You're the first DJ I've had on the show. And to be honest, I'm 57. And somehow I got through my whole life without getting into the circuit party scene. so You're missing out. <laughs> I, I, I think so. And I, I, I feel like I'm missing out since I listened to some of your music, and it got me in a really good mood this morning. So uh, thank you for that. I think I did go to one white party uh, back in my 20s, and I think I was there for an hour and left. I don't remember what happened, but I guess it just <laughs> wasn't my thing. <laughs> How did you get into being a DJ? So it all goes back to
1: middle school when I first picked up the saxophone. I played that all the way through college and got a college scholarship. Um, And I went a route professionally that my parents wanted me to take, which was something in the health industry, something that made me good money, that was a reliable job. So I uh, went the route of kinesiology, and I was going to be a physical therapist. Uh, I love the human body. I love learning about it. I love working out, but that wasn't really the route that I wanted to take. Sorry, I'm giving you all of the backstory here. Mm -hmm. So I went to college for that. I got a bachelor's degree in kinesiology, and then I wanted to get out of my small town of Tyler, which is where I went to college. So I looked for jobs and took a flight attendant job, which brought me to Dallas. And I've been here seven years. I am a flight attendant. I'm on furlough right now mm mm-hmm. so then when i got to dallas i was opened up to the world of circuit parties um, i had been to raves before but uh circuit parties are something totally different uh, they're people of your own kind gay people uh, amazing music just a great energy once i got into the circuit scene i became a go-go dancer uh, did that for a few years and i always admired the dj's What they could do and how they were always smiling and pumping up the crowd and getting to express their creativity. And it was always something that I wanted to do since I went to my first circuit party, but I didn't know how to go about it. I didn't know where to start. One day in 2019, it was the fall of 2019, not too long ago, I decided to teach myself how to do it. And then since then, My DJing career has kind of taken off, I guess, from posting uh, mixes on my SoundCloud. My first gig was uh, a DILF party. DILF? Yeah, DILF. Oh. Yeah, like Daddy, yeah. (laughs) Like me. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Joe Whitaker, he's with the DILF party. He reached out. Very nice guy. and invited me to open up for Kitty Glitter. Um, she's a amazing DJ from Australia and invited me to open up for her in my town of Dallas. That was my first gig. I was so nervous, but I did it. People seemed to like it. And Joe seemed to like it and invited me to do my own night in Atlanta. That was February of this year, right before COVID hit. Mm. Uh, so that was like my first real big gig. I was the headliner and it was just... just the time of my life. So that's pretty much how I got my start.
0: Wow. What have you done to develop your DJ skills?
1: Getting courses online and teaching myself and spending time watching those every day and applying what I learned in those videos, hands on. Um, I was pretty much self-taught up until a couple months ago. I actually enrolled in a DJ school here in Dallas called the DJ school of Dallas and went to an eight week course, uh, taught by two straight guys <laughs> from Puerto Rico who <laughs> are very, very successful. Um, they obviously, they play a different style of music than me, but they were able to teach me the things that I couldn't really teach myself. They all the hands-on type of things. So, Coming out of that school and after getting my degree there, I feel just even that much more confident now that I know what I'm doing. And I feel like that that did help a lot on developing my skills.
0: Great. And uh, ongoing self-development is important no matter what your industry is.
1: Yes, there's always something new that you can learn and that you can teach yourself. And the industry is changing and music is changing, so you have to stay on top of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So for somebody like me, and I'm I'm sure there must be one or two other listeners out there like me who don't know (laughs) a lot about circuit parties and the music, how does a DJ express his creativity? How do you express your creativity through the music?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I believe the DJ's job is to keep the energy levels high, to put a smile on people's faces and to bring them on a journey bringing them on a journey is the most powerful part. And by bringing them on a journey, I mean playing slow songs and fast songs and whatever speaks to your heart. You can throw in instrumentals along the way and vocals, just telling a story by the songs that you choose, reading your crowd. Reading your crowd is super important. By that, I mean, if they're liking a certain song, maybe play something else similar to that. If they're just not vibing with it, changing up the music, but still staying true to yourself and pleasing your crowd.
0: It's not just selecting the music though. Am I right? There's You also take the music and you kind of interpret it. You put your own spin on it, so to speak.
1: Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's not just selecting the music. For instance, I'll play like a top 40 remix, but I'll have like a Egyptian instrumental in the back and I'll throw that over the top of it and give you just something completely different.
0: Cool. Well, this morning I was looking through some some of your music on SoundCloud. One of the first things that caught my eye was the Shania, Shania Twain What is it? From This Moment On. <laughs> From this moment on. And then, yeah. of course, that's an older song, so that that's why it caught my eye and I played that <laughs> and it was It was great. It was so cool to hear that in a way that got me feeling really good.
1: Thank you. Yeah, with that song, I was trying to speak to a different crowd. A lot of people don't know anything about circuit music, and if you can show them something that they know uh, in a circuit style, then you can open them up to a whole new world of circuit music. So I knew a lot of people knew this song, especially being from Texas myself, and Shania Twain is one of the most famous female country singers, and I've always loved this song. So I just wanted to put a new spin on it, keep it true to myself, and I think I did a good job of uh, opening people's minds to circuit music and uh, what circuit music is.
0: You did it to me this morning. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So you you did start this not too long ago, and you got your f- your first gigs around the early part of last year. So timing wasn't the best given the the coming pandemic.
1: It wasn't. <laughs> it definitely wasn't the best timing. Um, but I had already started and I wasn't about to give up. So my whole goal during this pandemic is just to keep putting music out there and putting remixes and podcasts, just trying to you know get my name out there and and then stay relevant until all this passes and i have a chance to do more opportunities because i know right now it's very limited and a lot of the people that are getting booked right now are people that have been in the industry for quite a long time and i'm not taking that personal because i know once i'm out there and this whole thing is over that my career in this industry will start
0: and being that you were a flight attendant as well you know you had a you had different sources of income which which is always a great thing to have. unfortunately, you got hit on both sides with the pandemic with that and and the music. How have you been weathering the storm and getting through this year and keeping yourself positive How has it affected you
1: i mean it's been it's been super tough uh, I've went through a breakup with my fiance earlier in June this year or last year, I guess, uh, also. So the whole pandemic, you know, had us cooped up inside and just wasn't a good time for anybody. Um, and then for my flight attendant job, I got furloughed. And obviously the DJ job, I wasn't getting gigs. So I had already had an OnlyFans and I basically was just putting my time and effort into that and into making music because
0: making music makes me super happy. When... When did you originally start the OnlyFans?
1: <laughs> so I'm an original OnlyFans creator. I've been doing it since 2017 when they first introduced OnlyFans before anybody knew what
0: it was. Have you been producing content steadily since then? Or did you, did you stop when your focus went to the DJing? Or have you always kept it up?
1: So I'd say right when I first started OnlyFans, it was more lucrative. And I was making some decent money. Uh, and then a lot more people got on the platform and I saw my fans decrease because there's more competition. I kind of just fell off the bandwagon a little bit. I would throw something up there here and there from my personal sex life, but I wouldn't, I would never like set out to make content. It was just something I, it was an afterthought. I would throw it up there and hopefully I'd make something. But, um, I have been investing more time into it this year because I have a lot of, goals and ambitions, money makes those goals and ambitions happen. That's just how it is. Like You have to, as a DJ, cost a lot of money to afford equipment and to promote yourself uh, doing things the right way. It takes money. OnlyFans has provided me a platform to be able to express myself and to be able to make a little bit extra money to allow me to follow my dreams of being a DJ full-time
0: is it something you think of with fondness? Are you happy that you have it? Has it given you pleasure to, to have that platform and be known for that? Or is this something that's just about making money?
1: Um, I, I do enjoy how it has made me a little bit more extroverted than I used to be. I used to be super, super shy. It, It allows me to not give a fuck what people think anymore. Like when I first started on the platform i was like oh i don't know i don't want the wrong person to find out i don't want my parents to find out and now i'm just like it's allowed me to not really give a fuck about any kind of criticism if it's negative or any kind of gossip like i'm myself i'm staying true to myself i'm not hurting anybody else and
0: i'm enjoying
1: displaying my body and making people happy
0: before had i had started doing porn I was at a house party, not a sex party, just like a boring cocktail party, but somebody had invited some friends who were porn actors. And I remember looking across the room at them and just just admiring them so much for, well, they were they were beautiful, but also the fact that they could put themselves out there like that. Then later when I started doing porn, I realized that not everybody looks at Porn actors the same way, and and I got backlash and and there was negativity to deal with. What was the reality for you?
1: The, the hardest part for me was when my parents found out. I mean, they didn't say a whole lot about it, but I knew they didn't. I knew they didn't like it. In the end, actually, I've been able to provide some things for my parents now that I have a little bit of uh, extra money here and there. I've been able to. So my mom used to go give blood like twice a week just to help just to pay her bills. And during this pandemic, I haven't I haven't wanted her to go up there to be with other people so she can get COVID while she's trying to make a little extra money giving blood. So I've given her the money that she makes giving blood just so she'll stay her ass home because I don't want her getting sick. So OnlyFans has provided me to be able to do that.
0: I guess mom is probably probably telling you, You better stay in shape, kid.
1: yeah yeah Uh, i mean they just don't really mention it anymore uh it's which is perfectly fine with me they know how i make my money but uh, i don't i don't think they're as worried about it anymore
0: i wasn't aware there was a, a negativity towards djs who are also in the sex industry and i mean you're not the only dj who has done porn and so it's, it's common for DJs like you to, to get some negative feedback.
1: Yeah, and I expected that going into this. Uh, regarding all of the negative uh, comments that uh, you've told me that have been on the internet, I've ran, I've ran across them uh, once. I looked at it for a second. And my thoughts on that are, you know, I'm a diligent artist. I take pride in what I do. It doesn't make me any less of an artist because I I have an OnlyFans or I make adult content. Um, I respect all of the DJs who who think the opposite, but this is 2021 and I'm going to do what I have to do to pay my bills and to pursue my dreams. And if I'm not hurting anybody in the process, then there shouldn't be anything wrong with it. I am confident that I have the ability to DJ, and I will show you that on the dance floor. Just come to one of my events, and let me prove it to you.
0: So I've read you struggle with some issues, or an issue that I have struggled with, which is depression. Yes, yes. I'm guessing the music is kind of a...
1: A lifesaver.
0: Yeah. Can you talk about how the music has... Helped you in that way? The
1: music is just—it's given me something to do and an outlet to express how I'm feeling. I'll search for songs on SoundCloud or the internet. I'll run across a song that'll speak to me and how I'm feeling uh, in that moment in time, and I'll include that in my mix. Um, I even did a mix, uh, a podcast. What that is like—like like an hour-long set, basically. Uh, I did one called. Uh, love Shouldn't Hurt. In that mix, if you listen really closely to a lot of the lyrics from most of the songs, uh, you're going to pretty much hear my story, um, what I was going through at that time. The music has just allowed me to get things off my chest, to be myself, to not be as depressed because I have an outlet.
0: And that's what the podcast has done for me. Totally changed my whole quality of life.
1: Yeah. I I think if someone has too much free time on their hands and especially people that already have depression, they're going to struggle with it more because they're going to get in their heads and have too much time to think. So just staying occupied during this pandemic is something that I encourage everyone to do. Find looking for new hobbies. And I encourage people to try, try music, try DJing, singing, uh, just going through, uh, Spotify or Apple music listening to different songs. And I promise you that's going to at least help a little bit.
0: And checking you out on OnlyFans might help some people also.
1: <laughs> I hope so. I hope so.
0: Is there anything coming up that you want to promote that you want to tell us about
1: earlier? Well, I should, later last year I was actually signed by queen house music, which is owned by DJ GSP. And since, Being on his label, I've put out some instrumental songs, and I have also done a remix for the one and only Nina Flowers and Eric Ibiza. The song's titled The Flash. That was my first song on the label, Queen House Music, that I got to work on a remix of. And I'm very proud of it. Yeah, I encourage people to listen to that, get a feel of my style of music.
0: Is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners about you that you think they might be interested to find out?
1: So I just want to let people know that if you are thinking about starting an OnlyFans or maybe you have an OnlyFans, I don't think there's anything wrong with that and having a professional life. What you do on the internet and behind closed doors, expressing your sexual self, that's that's a great thing. Society is internalized misogyny, just tells us that this is wrong, but I, I honestly think it's a great thing. Uh, don't be discouraged to start one. Just go for it. What Life, life is too short not to do something that you want to do because of what other people think.
0: Nick, I couldn't agree with you more. And thank you very much for being on Sexual Heroes. I think it's very possible that at one of your future post-pandemic circuit parties, you might even look out into the crowd and see me.
1: I would love that. you have to let me know which one.
0: (laughs) For information with links about a guest appearing on Sexual Heroes, visit the show notes at sexualheroes.com or on your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow and message me on Twitter at Robert Black XXX and on Facebook at Real Robert Black. Thanks for listening.